This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Dan, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Matt and Scott versus Benchwarmer Mason and returning player Jake Manny. Welcome back to the bench, Jake. Why don't you uh, take a minute to uh, remind us of where you're from and the teams you root for and uh, anything else that you'd like to share with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Excited to be back again. Um, I live about a half hour from Milwaukee, about 45 minutes from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I'm a transplant from Michigan, so all my sports teams are back in Michigan. Pretty much any team that's not Michigan State, I'm on board. All right, so we're uh, we're excited for the Jared Goff era, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the draft picks. If you're going to yeah. get rid of Stafford, we might as well get all those draft picks. And I hope he gets a chance to win something. He deserves that. He won't. No. <laughs> they gave up to get him. No. Yeah. Uh, Mason, how you doing? And why don't you give us our, your team name? I'm doing all right. It's uh, been a while since seen Jake, so I'm glad to team up with him. And our team name's inspired by the episode that we were both on. So we're going to be classically Cajun Brady Hoke. All right. I remember that episode very well. It was a very fun game. No, no, uh, no thanks to the host. Um, Scott, how are you doing tonight? It's one of my favorite games. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm excited uh, to play tonight and have something to do here. We've been hit uh, with one of those nor'easters over the past few days here. So I've, I've, I'm bundled up. I've, I've got my plaid on, um, you know, staying warm here, trying to uh, keep the mind going a little bit and i guess we'll see uh how that goes ask me in about 10 minutes where i'm at plaid automatically <laughs> makes it about five degrees warmer right oh yeah that's what i've heard um and matt how are you doing and let us know your team name i'm doing okay been super super busy of late so it's gonna get cold here evidently we're gonna get some sort of like polar vortex coming on so it's gonna be in the negative which and you know down here down here in you know southern omaha you know right it's, it's, oh, oh, it's so warm here so anyway but yeah, uh, and our team name is going to be uh, Trains and Brains. Care to explain where that came from, Scott? Yep, I wanted to, um, you know, do something that was for Matt and I, you know, with uh, obviously him jumping on this L train for this episode. But uh, I decided, you know what, that's got enough. So I uh, dedicated it to me and you, Dan. So Trains and Brains. <laughs> oh, thanks. I don't <laughs> see why I have anything to do with trains, but hey, that's all right. <laughs> all right, so let's... Uh... Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules, right? Sure. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Dan, that was one of the best uh, readings of the rules you've ever done. Um, Could have done a lot better. You know what? I'd like to hear you do it, Matt. I have done it. You want me to hear me do it? Sure. Why don't you do it? Yeah. 
We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and Dan or I or someone will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, it's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. And very unlike me, I'm going to be asking some recent questions for the tailgate. And it's going to be timed. It is not going to be timed because it is still me. (laughs) Question number one. Which team was the runner-up for the 2020 Stanley Cup? Oh, we can check in. All right. Uh, Trains and Brains have checked in. So Cajun Brady Hoke can talk it out. Yeah, my hockey knowledge is that they played in a bubble this year. That's what I know. That's that's about all I know. Um, I think, wasn't it the Lightning that won, maybe? I don't know. I know they were there. They might be runners-up. I have no idea. I know the Lightning were there in, like, the finals-ish, but I don't know what whether they won or not. I couldn't even tell you the other team. So we could just get, <laughs> guess a team, or we could go with the Lightning and hope they didn't win, and I'm just misremembering something. But I think I think I'd lean towards going with them since like you're feeling pretty good. They were at least there. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were there. They may have not won, but I'm I remember them being in it. Maybe. Wait. Oh, I, I know the other team now because we, I think we talked about I think the Dallas Stars were the other one because all the Minnesota people were upset rooting yeah. against Dallas. So the question is, who won? And I'm thinking I would have heard a lot more from guys on the podcast if Dallas had won. That seems like good logic to me. So now I'm leaning towards Dallas, and maybe that makes sense that I thought the Lightning won and Dallas was the yeah. one that lost. So I'm kind of shooting from the hip from what I vaguely remember about talking about the Stanley Cup, but yeah, dude, it's all you. I'm just agreeing with everything you're saying either way. So like I would let's I would I think stars is a good answer. Okay. Uh we'll go ahead and check in with the Dallas Stars. Trains and brains, what did you say? Yesterday, for the first time ever in my life, when I was at the grocery store, I organically, like in the in the wild, saw somebody with a Dallas Star jacket on, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, those stupid people exist." Ugh. Yeah, it was the Dallas Stars. Screw you, Norm Green. Yeah, unfortunately, both teams getting points on this one. It was the Dallas Stars, and it was just a, a good thing that the Lightning finally did away with them because I don't think I could have handled it if they would have won it. Mm-hmm. Again. Good work, Mason. Uh, hey, I'm thankful that there's three people that <laughs> highly detest the Dallas Stars, and I somehow right. remembered talking about that <laughs> on this podcast. So that's the only way I got to it. I had to remember who the other one was, and it was only because of everybody talking about the Stars and how they didn't yeah. want them to win. Right. And that really is a legitimate uh, sentiment. So. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I could tell. It was legit. No, there's real hate there. Question number two. Who won the 2020 National League Manager of the Year Award? We'll go ahead and check in. All right. Cajun Brady Hoke has checked in. So trains and brains, you can talk it out. We're between Mattingly and um, Brian Snitker. Mm-hmm. The Braves manager. And the only reason I – Mattingly sticks in my brain, but I'm, I mean, I could be wrong, but the only reason it sticks in my brain is because I, Atlanta was supposed to be good, yeah. right? 
they yeah. were good they were good in 19 and Miami was supposed to be dog trash right they were supposed to be crap yeah and Mattingly took that team that was probably supposed to only win about 10 games and they made the playoffs. Yeah, I um well it only took 10 games to win the playoffs, but uh <laughs> I might be thinking of the year before for Snicker though, too. He might have even won yeah, it in maybe. 2019 when the Braves were really good. I'm fine going with Donnie Baseball because that team certainly overachieved. You know, they made the playoffs and and nothing else, you know, no other manager jumped into my head immediately or anything. So let's do it. All right, we're checking in with Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly. And Cajun Brady Hoke, what did you say? Um Something kind of similar happened with me. For some reason, Don Mattingly popped into my head for the Marlins, and I was kind of thinking about they were above 500 this year. They made the playoffs. I don't remember. I think they won a series maybe, or they almost did. Um, But that kind of stuck out. So we also checked in with Don Mattingly. Both teams getting their points. The correct answer is Don Mattingly. Mm -hmm. Question number three. Who won the 2019-2020 NBA Sixth Man of the Year Award? We'll go ahead and check in. All right, Cajun Brady Hocus checked in. Trains and brains, what do you got? The obvious answer is Lou Williams, because it seems like when in doubt, Sixth Man of the Year, Lou Williams. I didn't remember other teams that had benches. That Oh, wait, I think it was Montrez Harrell for the Clippers. That name jumped in my head. Sounds great. All right, checking in with Montrez Harrell. All right, checking in with Montrez Harrell, Cajun Brady Hoke. What do you have? Yeah, I remember reading something about him not too long ago, having six man of the year. It's the guy with a silent L in his name, Montrez Harrell. I had to look up how to say his name because I had no idea looking at it. I was like, how did that Montrez? Yes, it is Montrez Harrell. That is correct. Heading into the first quarter, we have a score of... Trains and Brains with 30, and Cajun Brady Hoke also with 30. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmer swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one in the pre- and post-game. This Hall of Famer and member of the 50 greatest players in NBA history won back-to-back Sixth Man of the Year awards and won the U.S. Open three times in 1974, 1979, and 1990. That's got to be it, Scott. That's a real person, then, and let's check it in. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trains and Brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke can talk it out. I'm trying to go from the golf side, just because, yeah. I mean, 
I'm trying to think who had that long of a gap between right wins. It's it's just such a long time. Like you know, I don't know if Palmer or someone did something like that. I don't know the timeline on him either. I don't think he won in ninety. That's I don't think that's really late. Yeah. I'm trying to think of seventies golfers, just <laughs> but I mean, like the ones I can think of <laughs> don't work. Right. And the NBA player, it's gotta be someone who either Towards the under start was probably sixth man if you hit top 50. So 80s sixth men. <laughs> I don't even know if I can name one. I know. That doesn't help. No, we're stumping right now. Um, I I don't have anything for either part. No, I don't either. I mean, we could try to fit something with Jack Nicholas, although I don't think that's it. But yeah. Jarrett Jack. <laughs> yeah, Jarrett Jack. He's top 50, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. We got it. <laughs> I don't have anything, so I guess we're going to check that. We're going to check that in. It's fine. Jared Jack Nicholas. And uh, Trains and Brains, what did you say? Yeah, you know, pretty early on, I, I knew that not many people have won the, the six-man beer award back-to-back. And then when you throw in a Hall of Famer, member of the 50 greatest players, and the S ties to Minnesota, it could only mean one thing, and that was Kevin McHale. Uh, and I sent that over to Matt, and then Matt finished it off with someone I'd never heard of, so I'll let him tell you who that is. As soon as he said Kevin McHale, I was like, the only golfer I know from that time frame is uh, Hale Irwin. So so Kevin McHale, Kevin McHale Irwin. One team is getting points. The answer is Kevin McHale Irwin. Woo-hoo. Question number two. After a dominant performance at the 2010 Olympics, she won the Laureus Sportswoman of the Year Award in 2011 and was an all-star first baseman for the Phillies in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, I feel like for me, there's this gap because I had four kids in three and a half years between 2006 and 2009. So I didn't have a brain back until like 2013. So. We, we call that the Matt defense. The majority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is the Matt defense, yeah. He's like, I had twins. You know what? So did Tia and Tamara's parents, and they were fine. So did Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, we're not going to get there. Yeah, I mean, we could just connect what we have together, even though it's, it's just like last time where we know it's not right, but it's something at least. They are human beings that play sports. Right, that's correct. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll check it. <laughs> Okay, it sounds like uh, Cajun Brady Hoke has checked in. Trains and brains, you can talk this out, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, I think it's John Crook because we know he made the All-Star game as a Philly because Randy Johnson threw at him mm-hmm. in the All-Star game. John Crook. I thought John Crook was an outfielder, though. Is he a first baseman? There's no way. He couldn't run. Okay. He wasn't an athlete. He was a baseball player. He would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So if it's John Crook... I was trying to think, is there like a name, Little John or something that ends in John? I, I said to Matt, is Caitlin Little John, is that a name? Lisa Little John was the uh, Minnesota Gophers women's head coach for a while. That's okay. Right. There you go. She's not the answer. Tw- 2010 is going to be Winter Olympics. Yep. I'm back when you listen to this. You'll be proud of me because I knew something about Olympics. I knew that 2010 was a, a winter year. 2010 was, I'm pretty sure it was in Italy, right? Oh, now you're, now you're, come on. I, I'm lucky enough to know that it was winter. Torino, I think. We call it Turin, but sure. Turin, excuse ahead. me, Turin, not Tarantino. Uh, <laughs> but 
I could have swore that that sounds like it's Lindsey Vaughn about that time frame. Well, she won Sportswoman of the Year around that time. I asked that in a question in my last game. Well, what, what, Vaughn? Yeah. So then we went through a bunch of, you know, I'm pretty sure it's not Vaughn Miller. No. <laughs> and it's not, I said, I, I wish Andre Dawson was a Philly. It could have been Lindsey Andre Dawson. That's dope. Oh, that's, game. Oh, that's like so great. good. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> now you just ruined it. You can't Put it in the back pocket for later. <laughs> I already used the Lindsey Vaughn one. So personally, I, I won't do it again. That's a good one, though. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, Caitlin Little John Crook. Let's do it. There it is. And Cajun Brady Hulk, what did you say? Well, this was a – we didn't really have much for this one. I came up with John Crook right off the bat for the second half because it fit the time frame, but obviously I couldn't find anything to fit with that. And the only thing we could come up with for 2010, which I think was in Vancouver, if not – and not Turin, um, was Lindsey Vaughn. And so we named pretty much, I forgot Von Miller at the time. We named pretty much the only athlete we could think of that started with Von. So we went with Lindsey Von Bell. Neither team is getting points this time. Um, the first baseman you're looking for was the um, predecessor to John Cruck, who played first base right up until John Cruck started. And his name was Von Hayes. So your answer is Lindsey Von Hayes. If you haven't... Um, if you haven't seen the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, episode where uh, they uh, make a rant about Von Hayes, it's, uh, it's, it's excellent. It's, it's very, no one knows who Von Hayes is. And, of course, we just found out nobody knows who Von Hayes is. <laughs> they were right all along. That's correct. I'd say something, but I'd own, I would owe, owe Bomb back five bucks. So You don't remember Von Hayes, really? Nope. He was a pretty good first baseman for the Phillies. I believe you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, especially NL, you know, I mean, growing up in an AL town, you don't really pay attention. If it had anything to do with the Phillies and it wasn't Mike Schmidt, I didn't care. Mike Schmidt was my hero. Fair enough. Question number three. This three-time All-Pro is second all-time in NFL receiving yards and was one of the roughly 100 men to ever finish their career with 2,000 points and 1,000 rebounds, which he tallied during a career at Delta State and Ole Miss in the late 1980s. All right, we're checked in. All right, trains of brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hulk, talk it out. Yeah, um, we we're at a spot where we with Larry Fitzgerald for the first half. So now we're going through Geralds that we can think of that played basketball, and we're kind of stuck right now. I think. Yeah, because only two we have are Gerald Green and Gerald Henderson, and it's neither of those people because they're far more recent than that. So if they played in the late 80s, their career would have started in the 90s. Yep. Delta State doesn't ring a bell for anybody that I can think of. No. I honestly didn't even know that was the name of a university. (laughs) And that's going to, I would assume that's going to be somewhere in this area like mississippi area based on the name delta state but i've never heard of it yeah it's northern it's northern mississippi like i know yep is there a gerald there's not like a gerald dawkins is that i've never heard of him yeah i don't know i don't either i mean i'm i'm almost confident the first half's larry fitzgerald so i i just i just don't see anything that fits with the second half right so we can come up with a last name and hope it hits with gerald but other than that, I don't, I don't have anything. Yeah. We call it 
do a lucky Johnson or Smith or something. I, yeah, I think that's probably our best bet, even though I don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, but let's Gerald Johnson. That sounds like a nice man. That could be a legit name. So, yeah. I guess we will reluctantly check in with Larry Fitzgerald Johnson. And trains and brains. What did you say? Yeah, we were in the same boat over here, locked on the Larry Fitzgerald pretty much immediately. And then it was trying to think of a Gerald that would have played basketball during this time frame in the late eighties. And obviously like Mason said, that eliminated Gerald Green and Gerald Henderson. And the only other person I could think of, and then it started to make sense because I know him and his family were from down South and Mississippi. Um, and he would have a thousand rebounds because he was a power forward was uh, Gerald Wilkins. So we checked in with Larry Fitzgerald Wilkins. Neither team getting points on this one, unfortunately. Um, I knew it would play tough. I thought Matt may have come up with it, but the answer is Larry Fitzgerald Glass. Who? Gerald Glass. Is that the guy that Jan Brady made up in the paper group as a fake person? <laughs> oh, now I can't remember what his name was, actually. It was George Glass. It was George Glass? Yeah. <laughs> Gerald's his father. <laughs> Matt, you know who Ger- you know who Gerald Glass is. I know the name. It's been a while. I can't remember exactly much about him, but he's a big rebounder for the Timberwolves. Played for yeah, the Timberwolves for a while. Gerald Glass didn't he uh, shatter all those records at uh, Delta State? <laughs> he probably did. He did. Actually. Uh... All right, let's move on to question number four. Maybe this one will be better. Maybe it won't. <laughs> Sorry, one more. It's clear that I've never heard of Gerald Glass. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Let's see if maybe you can uh, get one on the rebound here. Question number four. He's the only player in history to be named player of the year in all three PGA tours, the PGA tour, the web.com tour and the champions tour winning the 1996 open championship and was also a all-star left fielder known as Mr. White Sox and the Cuban comet. Starting to get a complex thinking that I may have made this a little too hard. Yeah, Eric, Eric's not on this one. Hmm. You want to do that? Yeah, we're checked in, and, and if I get this, I'm going to be really proud of myself. Yep, me too. I'll be proud of you very much. So, Trains and Brains is checked in, and if they get this right, I'll be proud of you too, Scott. Thank you. Cajun Brady Hoke can talk it out. So I'm. this actually worked out really nicely. I was reading an article about the Hall of Fame and about you know possible inductees, and they referenced – Minnie Minoso as Mr. White Sox. I literally read this this afternoon. So that worked out for that part. Now the question is, the golfer, I don't know. I know Greg Norman played in the 90s and it fits, but I don't know if he did that. Right. And I don't know if he won the 96 Open. It's about the right time frame, but... Yeah, because this is like just pre-Tiger a few years. Right. And Greg Norman would have been a name in that time frame. So it it fits. I don't, I don't feel great about it, but it, at least it fits. And, and I think it has a chance rather than the other ones where we didn't have much of a chance. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely one of the bigger names at that point. Like the shark logo crap was everywhere. Like right. it, there's, a, there's a chance. So I, I think it's better than anything else. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll check in with uh, Greg Normini Minoso. Trains and brains. What did you say? Yeah. We were talking about the White Sox for a while and then Scott, 
got into Miniman also. Only because of, of the name that you dropped for the golfer. Yeah, because I'm I'm pretty confident the '96 Open Championship because he brought the the cup back to Minnesota was Tom Lehman. So Tom Lehman, Minnesota. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Tom Lehman, Minnesota. Wow. Well done on that. Well, Matt said it, and so we're like, man, Manny, Manny, Manny Ramirez isn't Mr. White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> is Manny. And I'm like, there's no Manuel. And then I'm like, wait, it's pronounced layman. Yep, layman, not layman. I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's yeah, kind of yeah, what okay. gave it to me when I was like, it's got to be a pronunciation thing. All right, question number five. He was one of the first black head coaches to coach in the Super Bowl. And won the 1972 World Series MVP in the first of four World Series championships as a player. We checked in. Trains and Brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke, talk it out. And I agree with you. I'm pretty sure the first part's Tony Dungy, just because that's there's not many coaches that fit that. I mean, Mike Tomlin. Yep. Um, what's his name? Lovey. Lovey Smith. But that doesn't really, no one's name is Smith. So there's someone named Lynn. I can think of someone named Lynn. Matt? Oh, yeah. I think, I think Matt can. I, I doubt Lynn Dickey won the 72 World Series MVP. <laughs> we would have checked in a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no, like, I mean, it doesn't mean they're all the same team, but it probably most likely was on some team that was on quite a tear in the seventies. If this was the first of four championships, because people weren't switching a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to think who, who won in the early seventies. And I don't, I don't even defend. I can't even definitively say that's a blind spot for me. I thought early baseball was your thing, Mason. Seventies yeah, is too late. Seventies <laughs> <laughs> is dolphins. Did anyone else win anything that year? Like that's the only, <laughs> They gave the, gave the Dolphins this the World Series right, as well. Right. They got that too. <laughs> Maybe it was Lynn Dickey then. <laughs> I mean, we can either try Lynn or we can do something with Tony Dungy. I don't know. I don't either. I think we could just punt. I mean, I I don't think we've come up with anything constructive here. So nothing. We'll just go ahead and punt. We can name three black coaches as the closest thing to constructive we did. And I'll give you props for that. You did do that. <laughs> so uh, we have a punt inside the uh, inside the 15. Nice. Very, very nicely done. We'll go to trains and brains. What did you say? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I was sitting there going like, oh, who's what coach's last name starts with that would get into Reggie, right? Because it's got to be Reggie, right? So I, and I kept on going and then. Over there, Scott's thrown out a whole bunch of coaches' names, and I'm thinking, well, maybe Arch Shell, but he didn't go to the Super Bowl, and yada yada. So he was stuck on Tony Dungy, and then I kept on thinking, I'm like, wait now, so that Oakland team had that uh, Gene Tennis on their team, and he was he was a big bopper, and he went to a bunch of uh, All Star games. So maybe it's Gene Tennis. So we checked in with Tony Dun Gene Tennis, and one team is getting points. Correct answer is Tony Dungeen Tennis. Um, Gene Tennis was the manager of the Blue Jays in 1991. And then somehow he get demoted? Got, got onto Cito Gaston's staff when Cito Gaston took over and won two back-to-back World Series with the Blue Jays. 
as well as three in a row with the A's in the early 70s and one with the Cardinals in the 80s. Uh, well, after the first quarter, uh, we have a score of Trains and Brains with 90, and Cajun Brady Hoke had a tough round and are still at 30. Today's second quarter will be five on five. Five on five. For this quarter, there will be five categorized lists containing five items each, where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Question number one, I'd like you to name the top five scorers for the Lakers NBA franchise. Are you good with that? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, we're checked in. All right, trains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke, talk it out. Yeah, I think we feel pretty good about Kobe, Kareem, Jerry West, and Magic. Yeah, I'm a little less certain about Magic. I know he wasn't you know, like he, super high up on the scoring list, but I think if we're talking about you know points with just the Lakers, yeah, and I think he's yeah, probably there. Right, and I mean, he, he did kind of get cut short a little bit too. Like he, but not, I mean, you'd think that he was like finals MVP as a rookie. Like he came in like stubbly from the moment he walked into the NBA. I'm trying to think about, you brought up George Mikan and I just don't know how long he was there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we're talking, you know, fifties, but. Yeah. I think I'd be comfortable with a four and like calling it good, not risking the fifth. So you want to go with Kobe, Kareem, Weston, Magic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go ahead and check in with those four. All right. Checking in with those four. And trains and brains, what do you say? Uh, yeah, right off the bat, Kobe, uh, Kareem, obviously the logo, Jerry West. Uh, and I feel very, very confident about Elgin Baylor as well uh, as the first four. And then we were toying around with Will Chamberlain as the fifth. Um, and, and Eric, Eric, Matt tried to go Eric on it and, and check that in. But then I'm thinking a lot of Wilt's points were on the Warriors. You know, I don't know. He was scoring like 100 in games and things like that. So <laughs> I, he scared me a little bit um, enough for us to back off and just go with the four. So we checked in with uh, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. Well, all five names were named. Um, number five was Magic Johnson, number four, Elgin Baylor, number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number two, Jerry West, and number one, Kobe Bryant. Both teams scoring 40 points on that one. Nice. Good job, guys. Question number two. Give me the five universities with the most wrestling team national championships. Okay. I say we do it. We're going to check in. Trains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke, talk it out. Yeah, the schools that are coming up are are very much Midwestern and Northern schools for whatever reason. Maybe that's just where I'm from. But, okay. um, you know, Penn State and Nebraska stand out to me. Um, I don't, but I don't have a lot of like, deeper reasoning for those like i know that like nebraska iowa places like that are like enormous wrestling 
Um, there's a guy that lives in my town that's fought UFC that wrestled and it was a big deal that he chose Wisconsin over Iowa and Nebraska when he went there, but I don't know how long, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the only two that jump out are like Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, but I think those could be zero too. Yeah, I I honestly don't know much about the NCAA wrestling circuit. No. And um, I, I assume based on when you started sending me the answers, this was going to be a big 10 Midwest kind of thing based based on what you sent. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with going with whichever ones you want to out of that group. If you want to go with just two, if you want to add Iowa to that, if you feel okay about it, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I feel any like better or worse with the two or the three. Like I think there are three names that are all standing out equally in my head. So I think let's okay. go with those three and maybe it's we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so Penn State, Nebraska. We're checking with Penn State, Nebraska, and Iowa. Penn State, Nebraska, and Iowa and trains and brains. What did you say? So the schools that I know are the three powerhouses in college wrestling is Minnesota, Iowa, and Oklahoma. We went with those three. I think Iowa's dominant. I think Iowa's got like a ton of them. Uh, they had that one coach that was undefeated yeah, as a college right. wrestler in high school. I don't think he ever lost in his career or something. I forget his name, Grambling or something. Not Grambling, but Gamble. Gamble, I think. I think and, then, um, and then, and uh, then, yeah, the other those other Big Ten schools in Nebraska's Big Two, Oklahoma State and Iowa State, I think are up there also. But their recency bias, they've been really good over the last 15, 20 years. Minnesota, Iowa, and Oklahoma have been good for ever mm. so we checked in with those three checked in minnesota iowa and oklahoma mm-hmm. oh brock lesnar and shelton benjamin that's right um no teams getting points on this one uh-uh. Ooh. um they're all five of these team all five of these schools are from two conferences they're all from the big 10 and the big 12 um number five is oklahoma Number four is Iowa State. Number three is Penn State. Number two is Iowa. And number one with a bullet is Oklahoma State. Oh. So between Iowa and Oklahoma, they have a majority of the um, wrestling championships. Yeah. Hmm. This is a time where I should have called my buddy... uh, Cheyenne, he would have known this in a heartbeat. Cheyenne would have had that in a heartbeat. He was probably mm-hmm. yelling at the podcast at the time. <laughs> Sorry, I disappointed you, Cheyenne. Shout out to Cheyenne. <laughs> Sorry we didn't have more wrestling questions <laughs> yeah. on your episode. <laughs> His wheelhouse was college wrestling. And we're like, oh, really? As soon as I saw that, I opted out of that one. I, something suddenly <laughs> came up. Gotta wash my hair. Mm. All right, we're going to go out of the out of the frying pan and into the fire with this one, I believe. Question number three, most points scored in NHL history by American players. All right, I'm good with that, Matt. We're going to check in. Trains and Brains have checked in. Cage and Brady Hoke, talk it out. I think I feel good about Chris Chelios, Brett Hall, Patrick Kane. Kane, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like hockey, I like growing up in Michigan and then in the nineties, like I paid attention to the nineties till the Red Wings started sucking, like, which is when the Blackhawks got good. And so like, I remember the start of Kane's career and I think he's still good. I don't know. Well, the two or the three, what do you think? I, 
I'm good with. I mean, so you want to go with just Chelios and Hull? Is that what you're saying for the if we just go if we two? Go two, yeah. I mean, you felt pretty good about those from the start, so I'm, I'm yeah, fine. Feel- Unless you, if you want to throw Patrick Kane on there, that's fine by me. I just threw that out there as a possibility, but I'm fine with going with two if you want to just do that. Yeah, let's just do two, just in, and yeah, let's do that. So we'll we'll check in with Chris Chelios and Brett Hall. In with Chris Chelios and Brett Hall and Trains and Brains. What did you say? Oh, we came up with uh, Mike Madonna pretty quick. I'm pretty sure he's. Oh, I'm sorry. We. Well, okay. Uh, Scott came up with Mike Madonna and typed it before I could type in Mike Madonna. So, yes. yes. But I just, North, I just want North Mike, Mike great. Hockey Mike credit. All right. Yeah. There you go. Then Scott threw a bunch of names out there of people who were obviously Canadians, and I had to say, no, he's Canadian. I never um, know who's Canadian and who's not. It's like big sorry. Manny and Mark Messier is Canadian. One's Canadian, one isn't. <laughs> he's from New York. Jordy he and York? Bob, Jordy Howe and Bobby Orr are both Canadian, yeah. So. <laughs> I got Mike Madonna. Yeah, you did. You did. You did great with that. And then so we were throwing a bunch of other names around, and I said um, – uh, uh, Chris Chelios and um, Brett Hall. It's got to be on that list, even though there's some sort of technicality with Brett Hall because I think he was technically born in Canada, but he's considered an American citizen and he grew up in America and he played with the American team and everything like that over the years. So we're going to say Brett Hall anyway. Then I think I know a couple of the other ones, but I'm not going to throw them out there. But I think that Leach might be on there, but I don't, he might be lower. But so we went with. Uh, Hull, Chelios, and Madano. Checking with Hull, Chelios, oh. and Madano. Unfortunately, both of you got stuck on Chris Chelios, who is not on this list. Whoa. What? That's yeah. surprising. What? How is that possible? The uh, the top five points scored by American players. Number five is Keith Kachuk. Number four is Jeremy Roenick. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. Number three is St. Paul's own Phil Housley. Number two, Mike Madano, and number one is Brett Hull. Well, I've heard of Jeremy Roenick. I'd have bomb back fifteen dollars from that list. You don't know Keith Kachuk? <laughs> I no. knew I, that one. I, I don't remember where he played. I remember the name though. Sounds like you're hacking up coal. It sounds like how much wood? <laughs> could oh, it's it's. Chuck you should see the way it's spelled. It's, yeah. it's spelled T K A C H U K. I think he Ooh. has. There's silent that, There's somebody playing, I think, for the Calgary right now that had, I think, is that who? No, I'm wrong. Okay. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Question number four I'd like you to name me the first five Yukon Huskies drafted as lottery picks in the NBA with the notes that the lottery started in 1985. So All right. I'm first... going to take a nap. So, Scott. Talk to you later, buddy. All right. You want to just go with that? Yeah. Okay. We'll check in. Agent Brady Hoke has checked in. Trains and brains. Talk it out. Oh, there won't be much talking out here. Matt has made it abundantly clear. Um, it's clear <laughs> as Gerald Glass that uh, <laughs> he would be of no help uh, on this one for me. And and for this just comes down to when did UConn get good? 
because if it's into the mid nineties, I'm I'm golden. But if it's anything before then, I could easily get tripped up here. I can't remember where Khalid Reeves went to school. That's bothering me. But it's like trying to think of the late eighties drafts and thinking of like Brad Doherty, Derek Coleman, that's ninety, but Purvis Ellison, Danny Manning those guys and all the big schools that they went to. And I, I just feel like they weren't playing UConn. I feel like UConn wasn't yeah. big. It wasn't very good until like the 93, 94-ish. Yeah. Right? Because like, you know, you still have Georgetown and Syracuse kind of dominating the Big East. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then we can get Danielle Marshall, Ray Allen, possibly all the way up to Rip Hamilton. Well, how about... You want to just go with those two? On the Allen, Ray Allen? Sure. I, I mean, they're probably in there, hopefully. And it, like I said, hopefully it's not like the 14th overall pick from the 1986 draft who, you know, played half a season. So let's just check in. Yeah, we'll check in with Daniel Marshall and Ray Allen. Checking in Daniel Marshall and Ray Allen. Cajun Brady Hoke, what did you say? Yeah, we checked in with the same thing. We were doing like the dialogue was almost identical. Um, I started caring about basketball with the Fab Five. I had no idea before that, like what was going on. I was young and didn't care yet. And then um, we were going with would Riff Hamilton be too late or not and held off and went with Danielle and Ray Allen. All right. Well, both teams will be getting 20 points on this one. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you started caring about basketball with the uh, with Fab Five, um, you would have been golden because um, Daniel Marshall and Ray Allen were the first two. Oh. And after that, it went Richard Hamilton, yeah, Karan Butler, yeah. and Emeka Okafor. Yeah, um, UConn was trash until really mid nineties. I could even get the next five then: Ben Gordon, Troy Villanueva, Hilton Armstrong, but <laughs> not anything before those guys. Yeah, I was worried there was going to be some people like like Scott said in the late eighties that right. snuck their way into the lottery. Yeah. Like a Senate yeah. just for his height or something. Right. right. That's, that's why we're worried about Hamilton just being too late out of it. All right. Question number five, I'd like you to name me the five, the only five major league baseball players to win the American league rookie of the year and be elected to the baseball hall of fame. That's surprising. There's only five of those. It goes to show you how little the um, rookie of the year goes toward uh, telling you how good they're going to be as a player. And yeah. yeah. Chuck Knobloch, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes one of my answers. Dang it. <laughs> we'll go ahead and check in so they can discuss some stuff. <laughs> Agent Brady Hulk has checked in. Trains and brains uh, discussing stuff. This this is challenging, Dan. Mm. This this is this is tripping me up. So what are the names? We started talking with Ripken. Ripken. I don't know that he was rookie of the year. That would have been eighty two. Yeah, eighty two, eighty three. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just wanted out. I mean. He very well could have. I know he was pretty Orioles good right were, from the from Orioles the were good. Yeah, he was really good from right at the beginning, and Orioles were good. Yeah. I think about that time. 
Um, um, you think Jeter? I'm, I'm fairly confident that Jeter won the Rookie of the Year, and he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. Right? You think I'd know that, right? Being I lived in New York and I was a seven-year-old shortstop in 1996, but I don't remember if he did or not. Also, I'm, multiracial, biracial angels stick together. This this has to go back then because yeah. And then you said Yastrzemski. I just throwing out a name. The only one that I have any kind of idea or firm idea, I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that Jeter was the rookie of the year in '96. Okay, how do how do you feel Other about Other than Ripken? that, the rest of them are just guesses. So, so we can go Jeter qu- and get ten. We can try to go Ripken and get twenty and lose and risk losing ten points. End up with zero. Let's just go with a Jeter and Ripken. We'll throw the dice at two. All right. Checking in with. Derek Jeter and Cal Ripken and Cajun Brady Hulk. What did you say? We didn't have much on this one. <laughs> um, you're going to find this interesting. My frame of reference to start all this was knowing that Mark Fidrich won the 76 AL rookie of the year. And so I was trying to think of things around there. Um, Cause I wrote that question. And the first thing I landed on was Cal Ripken. And I think he won rookie of the year. And because of that, Somehow, whenever I think we were talking, when we did our Patreon Movember tournament, I looked up something about him, and I seem to remember Eddie Murray winning a Rookie of the Year. And that's a vague, like, recollection of something that I read. So we went with teammates, in this case, uh, Cal Ripken Jr. and Eddie Murray. Both teams will be receiving 20 points. <laughs> the, uh, the answers, uh, most recent, Derek Jeter. And you got to go all the way back to Cal Ripken Jr., then Eddie Murray, Carlton Fisk. Oh. Oh. And Rod Carew. Oh. Somebody's got mad hits like him. Mm hmm. (laughs) So you had Pudge, though, Scott. You just had the wrong Pudge. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Had you just said Pudge. All right. After the second quarter, the uh, scores have gone up, but the difference has remained the same. The score is Trains and Brains with 170 and Cajun Brady Hoke with 110. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. Question number one. This actor from an all-American film franchise had early roles as an American ex- in an American Express ad featuring Magic Johnson and as a basketball-playing new kid in a Sunny Delight commercial where he's shown up by a girl from across the street. His mother tells him that Sunny D goes well with humble pie. Yeah, Matt. Okay. Sounds good. We're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. All right. Trains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hulk, feel free to talk it out. <laughs> All American franchise. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. No. Does that mean all of the films took place? In the U.S., does that mean, like, 
I, I don't. Yeah, that that rules out Airbud because there's that one where they he went to India. <laughs> that, that also rules out uh, Fast and Furious because Tokyo Drift. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and Rocky went to Russia. <laughs> yeah, that's out. Um, Early world is gone. Dang it! I mean, <laughs> most middle movies out. Is is that? Yeah, nobody in the Hobbit. That's out. Um, <laughs> Not Sean Astin. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> when did Sunny Delight like get big? Because I mean, it's been around for a long time. I just question is when it was it like. Yeah. Yeah, I think the combination of those two commercials like points towards a like, like the mid to late '80s thing. You know, like right. Like, obviously, like advertising with athletes took off huge with OJ and and things like that in the, you know, late early '80s and. So if they were a kid in the 80s, we're looking at someone that's late 40s, early 50s kind of-ish? Probably. Time frame? Anything with humble pie? Does that mean anything? Not to me. Somebody from American Pie? (laughs) I mean, I have no idea. (laughs) It's all American and humble pie. Yeah. American Pie. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't... That doesn't help. Yeah, Jason Biggs doesn't seem like a guy who'd be in a basketball game. <laughs> I'm trying to picture it. Jason Biggs, All-American. <laughs> Obviously, that thinking was wrong. He's just fumbling. Like, he can't go the ball. He's just sliding all over the court. Mason, start looking for pictures of, uh, of Jason Biggs in a basketball jersey. I'll work on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm there. There are obviously clues here. I'm just not picking up on what they mean. Same. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of franchises that Mighty Ducks. Oh boy, here <laughs> I'm we go. Tell it's you a... right now, it's not Mighty Ducks. Hey, okay. Yeah, don't give it away. Close. <laughs> Good, because I I don't know if I can even name people. Emilio Estevez. It's Emilio. Oh, there you go. There's one. <laughs> First of all, Joshua Jackson would have been a great contender for these commercials, and now I'm upset that it wasn't him. Good point. It's a good point. I can't even muster a guess from the info. Just name a random actor. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Jason Bateman was he was a stud <laughs> at this point in the in the other show he was in as a kid. Well, that's probably the age range that right there. I mean, we can go with that. I. It's not him because he was like. I don't remember with different ties or whatever. He was on one of those shows as like a kid actor. And so I wouldn't think he'd be in commercials too. Maybe he was. I guess. I mean, he was an actor at that point. I don't know what I'm, all American film franchise he was in. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, but I guess it's a name. Game Night and Tag when he was in both those, right? So <laughs> that's a franchise, yes. <laughs> all right, I like yeah, just Sure, Jason Bateman. I'm checking with Jason Bateman. All right, checking in with Jason Bateman and uh, Trains and Brains. What did you say? I have so much to say about this question. Like, uh-huh. like I just have like a mountain of things to talk about with Rita. So, in 1991, when this actor it was his freshman year of football, unfortunately, he both broke his tailbone in freshman football. And he shattered his forearm in basketball and baseball. He got hit by a pitch, just shattered his forearm. I know this because I broke his tailbone 
this is Sean William Scott. I went to high school with him, graduated high school with him, Park High School and College Grove, Minnesota. And he was in D3. He wasn't Mighty Ducks 3. <laughs> he but played the franchise a is American Pie. Yep. It is American, American Pie. pie. Is Stifler. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So, when you started going oh. the American Pie, Mason, I was like, he's going to back his way into this. I was like, they better say. I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> but, yeah, when he shot that, that, uh, that uh, Sunny D commercial, I remember, oh, just everyone in the school, we just howled and laughed. We thought it was funny because he really wasn't a basketball player. <laughs> he was a really good football and baseball player, though. But, yeah, Sean Williams Scott. And I tell you what, to this day, whenever I go to a school re- or class reunion, the nicest guy you've ever met in the world. Mm. Everyone wants to hear bad stories. Sweet, really nice guy. So, yeah, the uh, the answer to the question is Sean William Scott. Um, I, I swear I did not know any of this about uh, yeah. about Matt when I wrote the question. Um, for all, I, I always thought, Matt, I always thought he went to Hastings. So that was... Uh, nope, he went Park Cottage Grove. This has got to be a first that a member of the bench has injured an answer. An answer to a question. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in awe right now that that actually just happened. I thought it was cool because I had a staring contest with Noah Wolf at a Clippers game. I thought I was cool. And now right. we're like, this is back to back games where I'm like legitimately just stunned at something yeah. somebody says. Question number two. Which late performer was a letterman in football, basketball, and baseball? For St. Paul Central High School, making the varsity basketball team as a freshman. Charlie Murphy tried to tell us. Too much Minnesota. My knowledge of Minnesota high school athletes is really small. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, Sean William Scott and Matt Doherty are the two <laughs> Minnesota high school athletes I know. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you know this person. I'm I'm not I bet I will Probably. when the answer comes. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't know the last one, so I don't put anything past me. I might not know any of these answers. Okay. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, we're gonna check in, Dan. All right, trains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke. Talk it up. Yeah, dude, I think like as much as like Prince would be hysterical. Like I just that, that small little petite body. That's that's why sports. I was laughing. That's such a good answer. I can imagine Prince yeah, playing it basketball. It doesn't say gymnastics. Yeah, I think Paul yeah. Walker is the best thing we've come up with. Yeah, yeah? I don't know who Charlie Murphy is. Never no. heard of this person in my life. No, no. Evidently, so. that that's the whatever this question is hinging on. on neither of us know who that is. No. I don't even know if that's a male or a female. I I don't know who it's that Eddie, is. Eddie's, so. Eddie's lesser known brother. Um, <laughs> I mean, it very well could be. Yeah, I have right. no idea who that yeah. is. All right, so we'll we'll check in with Paul Walker. Checking in with Paul Walker. Trains and brains. What did you say? All right, before I let Matt take over here, uh, Charlie Murphy was Eddie Murphy's brother. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, yeah, that's but, amazing. That did not help me at all. Like this was a riddle that I, I could not figure out. Luckily, Matt got to it. So go go ahead, Matt. Enlighten us all again. Yeah, I, I was I, the riddle. I was the part where it said the late I the late Letterman. I I thought it was talking something about the Late Show. Was yeah, David so Letterman. did I. It was the way it was worded. So 
it took me a while to realize oh wait he's this person's passed away oh he's okay late all right so then i was before i knew that i was like well i know dave winfield went to central oh wait no but i mean he's do not, not kill dave winfield <laughs> do not do that i wasn't trying to and then i know Yikes. josh hartnett was from i think but i think he went to johnson so I don't he's think also he alive and do not kill josh hartnett do <laughs> not kill josh hartnett but then I, when i thought about performer more and i thought about i know for sure that this person was an excellent basketball player and started when they were freshmen so i'm pretty sure the answer is prince one team is getting their points dude dude the answer Literally is the reason I oh the answer is Prince Rogers Nelson. Um, I honestly I just read Ready, Ready Player Two, like the sequel to Ready Player One, and there's a whole Prince world in that book. And like that's where like I felt like there was something about sports in there, but it felt so stupid once I said it out loud. I'm so annoyed. I, I have a lot to say about this, oh. and you're gonna have to listen to me. Um good. first of all, Prince was such a good basketball player that yes, he started as a um, freshman on the varsity team. He was five, two point and guard. He was five, two is the rest of his life. And he, well, he was five, six with his Afro. If you ever go back and look at the, uh, the picture, <laughs> it was a very large Afro. Um, you can find a picture of him um, as uh, with his basketball team in uh, anywhere. Just look it up. Um, he actually coached a grade school team while he was in high school and yes he was also a letterman in both uh, football and baseball and obviously none of you have seen the Chappelle show sketch of when charlie murphy and his crew ran into prince at the club and they all went back to prince's house where they played basketball and let me tell you prince can ball you all need to go look um, that one up. It is early episode yeah. title. Hilarious. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just dazed and confused right now. Yeah. And shocked and. Oh, that stinks, man. No, Mason, that's, that's that's the next question. What actor from Dazed and Confused was on the, the bowling captain of? <laughs> the only thing I know about Dazed and Confused is the Led Zeppelin song, so that wouldn't even help. It's gonna be Jeremy like, grew, grew up in a diner. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's move on to question number three. <laughs> on Thanksgiving of 1985. Which sideline reporter for NBC proposed to his then-girlfriend live on the air by asking Bob Costas to get a message to her at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, where she and the cast of her sitcom were special guests? We're going to go ahead and check in, Dad. Dan, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you Dad. All right. Trains and brains have checked in. It was obviously Prince. Yes. <laughs> we talked about Prince on the last one and you didn't say it. That's the same nice. thing. I thought it was a joke answer. <laughs> that's why I didn't say it. You know, uh, that's a joke. Yeah, man, right, I, so. I don't I don't know where to go. The only names that like like came into my head of broadcasters even, but I, I don't think you would have been a sideline reporter at this point where you like Frank Gifford and Kathy Lee. And I don't even know if she's an actress. I just know that like that was like a second marriage thing, I think. 80s shows that were big at this point. That would have like family ties. Golden girls. I mean, I... Golden girls. Um, because um, yeah, it would have been shows like right. I'm trying to think because I started like would have been stuff like right before I started watching TV. I'm trying to think of sideline reporters, just reporters in the 80s. That doesn't even. 
Lynn Swan? No, he might have still been playing. Well, on the edge of not playing. Uh, not 85, he would have been. Yeah, he would have been done. That's, I, I mean, that's a possibility. I don't hate that as an answer. Um, I don't know if Bob Costas has some kind of connection, or that's just a random fact that's added to it. Yeah. That's part of the story. We're looking for the guy, right? We're looking for the silent yeah. reporter. Because the girlfriend's part of the sitcom. Right. If we don't know the sitcom, we don't know the girlfriend. I don't think we're going to get to the reporter. No. Let's, so, yeah. Let's check in Lynn Swan. Yep. Checking in Lynn Swan. Trains and brains. What did you say? I've got a lot to say about this. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's friends again. Jake, yeah. Jake, if I. If I told you it was the Cosby show, would that help out? No, I went there and I couldn't think of who would have been married to. If I told you that the wife on the Cosby show's name was Felicia Rashad. Yeah, it's Ahmad Rashad. Yep, Ahmad Rashad. Yep. One team is getting points. The answer is Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> um, go, go look this up. He, um, it was. I just did. He, he, he asks Bob Costas to go find um, Felicia Ayers Allen. And let her know that he wants to marry her. <laughs> he I did it live on TV one. after the um, Detroit Lions game on Thanksgiving. And she said yes, guys. Yeah, she does. She she, she said yes. She it was a. Um, I, I was watching this live when it happened, and I was like, "What in mm. the world is going on here?" <laughs> Question number four. Tell me who was the featured performer at the halftime show for Super Bowl Fifty Two. Great. Uh, this was recent. I don't watch halftime shows. They're just. You don't watch halftime shows. You don't play in halftime shows. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, usually it's the, the movie questions that were. You're just like, I don't watch movies. There was a movie yeah, question. American there was. Pie. There was. <laughs> and you said American Pie. Because I. <laughs> That's the only thing I could parse from the clue, but I haven't seen it. I don't even know the plot. How was I supposed to know anyone it's in not it? Not much of a plot. It's a teen movie. Okay. Hey, that's that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's your evidence. I'm fine with it. Yeah, we're checked in. All right, Cajun Brady uh, Hulk has checked in. Trains and brains, talk it out. I had an event happen in my life. I don't want to talk about it, but in 2018, in January 2018. Okay. And that's when the so it was January of eight of twenty eighteen would have been the the season of twenty seventeen, right? So that's correct. My frame of reference, just like uh, Mason's frame of reference, always is the Saints Super Bowl. My frame of reference for the Super Bowl numbers is always yeah, the, Packer, the Packers. Last Packers Super Bowl. Yep. So that was forty five was in two thousand ten. So fifty two then would have been the season of twenty seventeen. So it'd have been the twenty eighteen year. That so the Philly special in Minneapolis. The Philly Philly special. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that was Justin Timberlake. I think you're right. And I think also though I think it was Justin Timberlake, but I mean some, but I think um, what's his bucket? I can't think of his name now. The one who has the most halftime appearances. Uh, short guy, super entertaining, got a great voice and a great energy. I can't think of his name. Prince. <laughs> he passed away uh, just that later on that year, I think. Yeah, 2018. Anyway, who cares? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Justin Timberlake. Checking in with Justin Timberlake, Cajun Brady Hulk. What did you say? Yeah, so this is um, this Super Bowl sticks out to me because I was in the Nashville airport during the Super Bowl and flying home watching the Philly special, and we watched Justin Timberlake perform at Chili's while we were eating dinner. 
both teams are getting points on this one. Um, it was Justin Timberlake, or as um, one of the Minnesota newspapers said, the uh, the husband of Minnesota's Jessica Beale will be uh, <laughs> performing at the halftime show. Um, I didn't watch the Super Bowl for one well one main reason. I I, I also didn't. Yeah. but I watched the halftime show because I love me some JT. Yes, sir. Question number five: Which nine-time Pro Bowler and 1975 MVP? spent part of his retirement in the booth for Monday night football. And also as a co-host of the reality variety show, that's incredible. All right, man. I'm good with it. This has yeah. been all you. I'm not going to doubt you during this halftime. Let's go ahead and check in, Dan. Brains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hulk, talk it out. I don't know the answer to this, but based on what's transpired in the halftime with four Minnesota adjacent questions i'm tending to think this is the last of them and so fran tarkin didn't make sense with the time frame in the minnesota and i could possibly see him maybe co-hosting a show i don't know if he was in the monday night football booth right no i i don't i think that like let's go with that anything else we're coming up with like is still just guessing we don't know yeah yep if you're good with that let's yeah let's check that in all right, checking in Fran Tarkenton and brain, Trains and Brains. What did you say? Yeah, Scott shouldn't have trust me on this one because uh, I'm pretty sure Mason's right. And uh, we checked in with Dan Fouts. One team is getting points on this one. The correct answer is Fran Tarkenton. After halftime, we have a score of Trains and Brains with 250, Cage and Brady Hoke, with 150. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one in the missing link. In 1959, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame elected its inaugural class, which included which dominant center who was named to the 50 greatest players, the 35th anniversary team, the 25th anniversary team, and was named the greatest player of the first half century. Despite all of that, his number 99 is not retired in the NBA. Okay. We're, check- we're checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke has checked in. Trains and brains, talk it out. Yeah, man, I, I think George Mikan makes the most sense here. I, I can't really 
there's no one else that comes to mind that that sticks. And I walked by his statue outside of Target Center like about 150 times. Does it have a 99 on the jersey? I'm like 90% sure it's 99. But you're not 99% 99 sure it's 99? Just 90. Didn't he find, uh, was he the founder of the 99 restaurant or no? Okay. I don't know. Yes. I don't know where the, that probably started in Minnesota know, the way this game's going. Well, no, he did start the, the 99 cent store though. Oh, okay. well, then I appreciate him because that's where I get my deodorant. Oh, we're checking with George <laughs> Mikan. Checking in with George Mikan, Cajun Brady Hulk. What did you say? Yeah, same thing. I was scrolling through something. It was like best players not in the Hall of Fame, and I saw his jersey number 99 yesterday. Well, that's fortuitous because the correct answer is George Mikan. So your theme-linked answer so far, George Mikan. Wait, I'll, to, send, I'll send it over. It's easy. Yeah. It's got it's to be. <laughs> just to clarify here, so he's not in the Hall of Fame? No, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in the, the inaugural class right. of the Hall of Fame. His number right. 99 is not retired anywhere. Right, yeah. The, so the list I was reading was actually people whose statistics don't – like it was, it was funny, and it was based on basically saying like his numbers don't guarantee he should be in, but he's in, even though he was so dominant. It was just, yeah. it was a weird list, but yeah. But the uh, the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, didn't retire any of the Minneapolis Lakers jerseys. Yeah, um, they they wanted to distance themselves from the Minneapolis part. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But <laughs> me too, me too. Scott. <laughs> like I said, Scott, I wrote this game for you, man. I appreciate it. Question number two. In 1974, which major league player went into a very revolutionary surgery to replace his ulnar collateral ligament, which allowed him to make a full comeback in 1976? We'll go ahead and check in. Cajun Brady Hoke has checked in. Trains and brains. Talk it out. I think this is a uh, little... No, It's Caitlin Littlejohn, right? Caitlin Littlejohn, yeah. Caitlin Littlejohn. Tommy, Tommy Caitlin Littlejohn. There you go. <laughs> Wait, Lil John? Like the Eastside Boys? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now I'm just confusing him with names he's never heard of. Uh, we're checking in with Tommy John. Checking in with Tommy John. Cajun Brady Hulk, what did you say? We yeah. also said Tommy John. Both teams getting points. The answer is Tommy John. That uh, Replacing the ulnar collateral ligament is what Tommy John surgery is. So your theme-linked answers so far, George Mikan and Tommy John. Question number three, the Minnesota Twins have lost 18 straight playoff games dating back to 2005. Which player playing in his only season with the Oakland A's sunk the Twins in the 2005 playoffs when he became the oldest player to hit multiple home runs in a playoff game when he smacked two in a 3-2 win at the age of 37? He would go on to place second to Jim Tomei, the player who replaced him in comeback player of the year voting. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we'll check in. Cajun Brady Hoke has checked in. And that means that trains and brains, you can talk it out. Based on the, the clues here, this is so it would have been the Phillies' first baseman in 2004. Jim Tomey replaced him. Jim Tomey went to Philadelphia in 05. And the only first baseman I can think of that played for the Phillies in the early 2000s is Rico Bronia. And I vaguely maybe remember him being on Oakland. I I don't know. I don't have. I vaguely know that name. 
So maybe yeah. you vaguely know it because he hit two homers against the Twins in a playoff <laughs> game. <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, let's go with it. I, I don't have anything better. So. All right. So we're going to check in with Rico Bronia. Checking in with Rico Bronia. Bomb back. I will uh, wire you the money. Who? Look him up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cajun <laughs> Brady Hulk, what did you say? Yeah. I, the only angle I had to even take a guess at this was the move, like the money ball timeline. And I have no idea if this is the right money ball timeline, but if it was, I'm pretty sure David Justice is the old player that the A's brought in. And that was where we went. We went David Justice. Checking J. David Justice. Um, you're about three years too late on the Moneyball timeline. Okay. The player that Jim Tomei um, replaced wasn't in Philadelphia. It was when he went oh, to the White Sox in, in Chicago. Chicago. It, it was Frank, Frank Thomas. Thomas. Frank, that's right. He had a big year. Oh, that's yeah. Right. And then he went to Toronto. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. So your theme-linked answers so far, George Mikan, Tommy John, Frank Thomas. Question number four. What 2009 second round draft pick was a two-time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, a Butkus Award winner, and had a seven-year NFL career with the Rams and the Saints? He was still not nearly the household name that his father was, who excelled in a different sport and went by a post-apocalyptic name. Trains and Brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke, talk it out. So Butkus means linebacker, right? It's a linebacker. The, Saints linebacker. linebackers and right are were not good for a long time. So right, I mean, there's a boatload of names it could be, but yeah, I don't think any of them would have been Big Ten Defense Player of the Year twice. Right, his father was apparently in a different sport, but mm-hmm. I mean that's the case for a lot of athletes. So the apocalyptic thing is interesting. Post-apocalyptic name. Mm-hmm. This is Michigan's most brutal two years. It's Rich Rod. Rich Rod years. years. Yes, the first the first two Rich Rod years. All right. So who was crushing um, Michigan? Everybody the first I was year. Say uh, everyone. Yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, like as far as like Toledo, Toledo yeah. beat them that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Ohio. This was to be like this was in the middle of like. The first half of Ohio State's 15-year run with Michigan winning one in between. This was the first half. Right. Man, I cannot think of it. Because the only Ohio State linebacker that's come to mind is Laronitis, but his, there's no way his... Well, that fits for the Rams. He did play for the Rams. I don't remember him playing for the Saints, but, I mean, I feel like I would. But maybe it was like, you know, one-year, two-year contract. <laughs> maybe it was right. like a practice squad, kind of just there, but not really. Yeah, maybe his dad was in the ukrainian wrestler with an apocalyptic nickname <laughs> i mean i don't hate i don't hate that answer because it fits the time frame and yeah at least he played for the rams yeah let's, I, I don't i don't know anything else about his background or his dad's background or no i i guess i'm fine with that because i don't i don't have anything else no me neither let's check with james Lernitis. checking in with james Lernitis. trains and brains what did you say Matt, you edit this quarter. Yeah. Make sure you insert the backing up of the truck. (laughs) It is 100% the son of Legion of Doom's road warrior animal from WWF and WCW. It is James Laronitis. Both teams will be getting their points. I'm sorry, Matt. Don't be slighting on AWA. 
Come on now. Oh, yeah, that, they, they got their start in the AWA. They did, mm. but I don't care. That's fine. You don't need to care. <laughs> Had to get a Minnesota part into that question, though, right? <laughs> um, but yes, the correct answer is James Laurinaitis. Good for you for pulling that, because I wouldn't have yeah. thought of him. I was on that track even before he got to the, the bad part, because I'm like, okay, he was dominant at Ohio State, and I was like, as soon as he said yeah. it, I, for, for some reason, my head went right to like, this is an Ohio State defender, just like yours did, and I'm like, yeah. 2009, I knew he was a second rounder around that time, because he replaced A.J. Hawk, and so, and then once he said the bad thing, I was like, oh, yep, this, this is definitely him. Yeah, the post apocalypse definitely made me think wrestling dead. That's all I had, but I had yeah. no idea. Rest in peace, Joe Laurinaitis. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just lost him last, last year. Our theme-linked answers are George Mikan, Tommy John, Frank Thomas, James Laurinaitis. Question number five. This player won the 1999 Offensive Rookie of the Year and led the league in rushing two years in a row. He was named to the NFL All-Decade team for the 2000s, but unfortunately missed his shot at the Super Bowl as his former team made the trip the season after he left. That sounds right to me, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's got to be it. We're, we're checked in. Trains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hulk, talk it out. I'm literally like going through every NFL team right now and trying to think of like, there's good running back. Like, I have something. Like, yeah, I have. I mean, I'm trying to think of running backs that would be right around 99 coming in. I have a joke answer of Deuce McAllister. It's not him. But <laughs> he very well could have left right before the Saints right? made their Super Bowl. The Deuce is loose. Right. And and he, I think he led the league in rushing at some point. Maybe not two years in a row. Probably not an all-decade team. I'm just trying to think of guys around that. It's not Amon Green. I'm just you sure to... this is a Matt game. I mean, it, it very well could be. I mean, I'd. If anything, the way the game's been going, Amon Green would never make his way into this game. So, yeah, any so... Minnesota running backs that would have won the 99 offensive rookie of the year? No. Yeah. I know the answer's no on that. Tiki played in the Super Bowl, right? Yes. So, this, because this guy missed a shot of the Super Bowl. So, that wouldn't be him. Right, so the idea is that he would have left the year before they made it. Mm-hmm. Adrian James? He did leave. He would have went to uh, Arizona. I don't know when. That's a. I think that, that timing's I think pretty good, though. That 99? Yeah, that's, that's about the time he would have came in. Yeah. Would he have left right before the Colts went in 06? That's... Maybe. I don't know how long he was there. Better than anything else I got. That's a running back that fits some of that. So, yeah. I, sure. Let's check in Edrin James. Checking in Edrin James and Trains and Brains. What did you say? Matt, can you make sure that you have the sound bite for the <laughs> ready when you edit this one? Mm. Uh, yeah, he missed out by a year on the Colts. Uh, the the Joseph and I led Colts went to the, the Super Bowl after Edge left. So we checked in with Edron James. Both teams checking in with Edron James, and both teams will be getting their points. Edron James did get his shot at the Super Bowl with the mm-hmm. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. But he was not the uh, Beanie Wells was the featured back by the time they, yeah. Ohio State's own Jake 
Be- Chris Beanie Wells. <laughs> oh, so many names that be abused. My team. Your theme linked answers are George Mikan, Tommy John, Frank Thomas, James Laurinaitis, Edrin James. I have one answer in, but I will give both teams a chance to talk it out if they want to make a change or need to get in their answer. Yeah, I mean, we probably need to make a change, Matt. Otherwise, he wouldn't have given us that option. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think we need to actually come up with something. Otherwise, yeah, <laughs> that is a good strategy. The great thing is I don't know much about any of these people. It's tough because I didn't go to high school with any of them. So. <laughs> you didn't break any of their uh, tailbones. Yeah. Oh, well, Tommy, Tommy John's tailbone. Frank Thomas. All right. Let me tell you, they're playing rugby. You want me to do that one? At this point, <laughs> why <Sure>. not? <laughs> All right. I'll send it over to you. I, I, oof. If you guys want a free guess, my initial thought here before Edrin James was white guy names. Hmm. Hey, right? mine, <laughs> wait, mine was presidential first names. But yeah, there's I no started Edrin. going down that route, but then I was, well, then I'm just thinking like, you've got George, you've got Tommy and John, you've got Frank and Thomas, you've got James. James. I'm like, Those... these are white guy names. These are just generic, like the dean at your school. Like, no, I don't know any Edrin. No, it's famous yeah, presidents are like, yeah, I know a half dozen plan. white guys named Edrin. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've received an answer from Trains and Brains. So, Cajun Brady Hulk, you can actually talk this one out. I don't think there's anything for us to talk It'll sound the same. If it's silent or we're talking, it'll be just as close to the answer. But they're all from Minnesota. I mean, I'd... <laughs> if you mumble, they all sound the same, Jake. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy Tommy John. Yeah, I got it. I don't see anything with the last names. I don't see anything with the first names. No, I don't. Your dads weren't all wrestlers that we know of. Nope. I listen. All, George all Mikan's them, dad, Ron Mikan. <laughs> they don't. Oh, he was, <laughs> they, don't the they don't all have surgeries named after them. <laughs> no. Um, all their middle names are Lynn. Don't they call? Yes. If, if you cut your dreads, isn't that the Edrin James procedure? Are you sure they don't have with with your with your uh, grill? You got to cut your teeth <laughs> with. <laughs> I heard Marshawn Lynch is going to get Edwin James. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't know. There's nothing. We I, just punted on it. I have no idea. Yeah, like it's not the first time I punted on a missing link answer. Yeah, it's just there's just no idea. Josh got mad because so. of the Michael Jordan one because none of us knew that, but. There is this, this might be the five people who've never been in my kitchen answer. So let's just mm, go with that. Why I not? Like it. Yep. All right. Checking in with uh, five people who've never been in your kitchen slash punt brains and trains. What did you say? Or trains and brains. What did you say? Take it away, Matt. You came up with both I mean, of our guesses. Yeah. So the first guess we came up with was, I mean, it was just as ridiculous as this one. So like hall of fame baseball players who passed away in 2020, we had like Tommy Lasorda, and I was sitting there going like, oh, geez, maybe there's another one. So obviously that was wrong. So then I was sitting there going through the list of the teams, like the Lakers, um, the A's, uh, the Colts, and the Rams. And they're all teams who have moved. Or relocated. You know, relocated or something. So I thought maybe Tommy John or somebody played for a team that relocated at some point too. So whatever. That's what we threw Well, um, I'm going to say 
Mason, I'm very disappointed because you were so close to getting this and you don't realize it. The, uh, the answers being the parts of the answers that you needed to take were George, John, Thomas, James, and James would be the first five presidents, five presidents. of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I was only looking at just first and just last. I wasn't looking at, especially with two Jameses. I thought that was going to yeah, be. That, yeah. Yeah. That's what threw me also. Yep. Yep. But that's, Washington, yeah. Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. <laughs> Some, somehow my guess you're really close, was dude. Yeah, not as far off as I track. thought. <laughs> if you would have said presidents, I would have given it to you. Well, wow. Edgerin took me off of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had George Thomas Franklin, Frank short be short for Franklin. And and President Edgerin. <laughs> That's why I was joking with Jake. In a few years, that might be the case where oh, there's a President that, Edgerin. Oh, so. Only in Wakanda does that, does yeah, that happen. Yeah. All right. You may oh, or may not have okay. noticed this, but there's been a theme going on during this game. There always oh. is with you. Minnesota. Yeah, it's been it's been a Minnesota theme going on, but it's all been for the most part, Minnesota-centric, but not actually Minnesota-centric. Started off with the Dallas Stars, the entire uh, pre- and post-game with Kevin McHale, Lindsey Vaughn, Larry Fitzgerald, Tom Lehman, Tony Dungy, all Minnesotans. Asked about the Lakers, uh, Mike Madano and Phil Housley. Daniel Marshall played for the uh, Timberwolves. Rod Carew was in there. You remember halftime. <laughs> good chunk of the missing link. So after the third quarter, we have scores of trains and brains with 330 Cajun Brady Hoke with 230. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter known as put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total. And with all that Minnesota going on, here are your five categories. Category one, twins. Category two, Vikings. Category three, wolves. Category four, lynx. Category five, wild. Twins is sets of twins. Vikings, Scandinavian athletes wolves will be an english premier league question links is i'm going to have you provide the link between two people not like the missing link but this will be like two people and then there was a person that came in between them in that uh, in what they did and finally wild will be wild finishes it's now time for the teams to place their wagers Now that the wages are in, on to the questions. Question number one in twins. One is a Vesna trophy winner and gold medal winning goaltender. The other had a three-year career in the NHL, but a much lengthier one in the Swedish Hockey League. What is the last name of these twin brothers? I guess we will check in. Cajun Brady Hoke has checked in. Trains and brains talk it out. Well, neither of the sw- Sardines played goalie. Right. My head was hurting for a while and until you just <laughs> brought up uh, 
Hank Lundquist, and I actually like that a lot. Yeah. I know he was a goalie with the Caps. Uh, Rangers homie. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think he might have won this Vesna trophy with the Caps, though. He probably was like a hero in these parts. And he's Swedish. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And, and I thought he had a brother who played, but I don't know if they're twins. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of criteria. They're fits. And it's that's again, guess, guess I got, yeah. So I'm I'm good with just checking in with Lundquist if if you are. Yep. We're All gonna right. check in with Lundquist. Checking in with Lundquist for how many points? Twenty. And Cajun Brady Hoke, what did you say? Well, uh, we didn't have much to say. I knew the Sedin twins. I had said that they were from Sweden or Norway or somewhere around there. Um, I don't know much about them. I don't know if either one of them fits any of that. Um, but we decided to go with another answer, and we don't even know if he's a twin or not, but we decided to also go with Lundquist for 65 points. Both teams checking in with Lundquist, and the uh, the answer is Joel and Henrik Lundquist. Nice pull, Matt. Good job, Jake. I wasn't going to come up with that yeah. name. Question number two in Vikings. Achieving the world number one ranking in 2010 and winning the Australian Open in 2018, which Danish tennis player currently sits fifth on the list of prize money won with roughly 35 million in winnings? Or checked in. Trains and brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hulk. Talk it out. I know who this person is. I don't know their name. I know, I'm fairly certain. Well, yeah, we all know it's the, the Danish one. Well, okay. <laughs> Hear me out here. I know. So I'm pretty sure this is the person that um, dated Rory McElroy for a while. And I cannot for the life of me remember her name. I'm pretty sure she was Danish and she was a big thing because they were both close to the top of both of their sports at the same time when they were together. I just cannot remember her name. Save my life. Right. So <laughs> you want to check in with Yeah, we'll check in with, da- with Danish Williams. <laughs> Checking in with Danish Williams. <laughs> for how many points? Zero. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Trains and brains, what did you say? So I, I just want to point out first, Danish Williams, the most talented of the three sisters, but chose Seriously. a career in fashion design. But <laughs> yeah. she, could been, she could have been it. Um, so we had a foreign exchange student in 2015 whose name, uh, whose buddy in town was a exchange student also from uh, a Danish uh, exchange student. And Josephine thought it was funny because the only person she would talk about in sports was this person whose name was also Carolyn, our exchange student's name. So then I said something about, I just remember them talking about some girl named Carolyn. And then all of a sudden Scott said, I, I literally thought Matt was just, you know, doing one of his non sequiturs. And then he's like, yeah, this, he's typing all this stuff. And he's like, and our exchange student was named Caroline. And I was like, Caroline Wozniacki. She was a big time tennis player. Let's do that. So we checked in uh, with Caroline Wozniacki. Uh, we wagered 10 One team getting points. The answer is Caroline Wozniacki. And um, <laughs> yes, you are right, Mason. She yep. was dating Rory McElroy. Yep. As soon as you said Caroline, it, I had it right there. Same thing. As soon as Matt was like, in our exchange unit, it was in Caroline. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. 
This game is just math pulling random stuff out of nowhere. <laughs> Matt, honestly, you might want to consider retiring after this game yeah. because this is as good as it gets, buddy. It's random memory slumdog tonight. It, it really is. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, I broke this guy's tailbone in high school. <laughs> yeah. Question number three in Wolves. What is the alliterative official name of the Premier League club known as Wolves? We're checked in. Trains and Brains have checked in. Cage and Brady Hoke, talk it out. Yeah, so all I know about Premier League soccer is from Ted Lasso, and so <laughs> it doesn't really count. The only thing I know about Wolves that relates to soccer is Wolverhampton. So is the official name just the Wolverhampton Wolves? I mean, I I, I know that's a, a place, and that's a team. Wolverhampton's a team, yeah. so I guess they're called the Wolves for obvious reasons. Sure, and that sounds good to me. So I guess we'll check in with Wolverhampton Wolves. Check in for Wolverhampton Wolves with uh, for for zero points. And uh, train some brains. What did you say, Matt? So- take it away again. <laughs> Slumdog Matt, you know. Seriously, we, we were gonna bet ten points on this, but then I sent a message to Scott and I said, you know, we could probably bet twenty five because if this is Wolves, the only EPL team I know is Wolverhampton Wolves. <laughs> so let's go ahead and bet twenty five on this, just in case we're right. So if it's that, then we're gonna get an extra fifteen points. <laughs> so yeah, Wolverhampton Wolves is what wow. we had too. No team is receiving points on this one. Oh, no. because the official name of the Wolves is the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolverhampton Wanderers, but they're called Wolves for short. Scores have gotten tighter um, after three questions. Trains and Brains has 335, Cajun Brady Hulk, 295. And as Matt likes to uh, hear me say, it's anyone's game. Question number four in Lynx. Who was the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines football team in between Bo Schembechler and Lloyd Carr? We can check in. Surprisingly, Cajun Brady Hoke can check in. Trains and brains, talk it out. My my knowledge of the Michigan Wolverines starts at Lloyd Carr. So, well, Bo Beckler was the coach in that same in that uh, that seventies. Mm-hmm. I, I thought like the seventies and up until like the mid mid or early eighties, like eighty three or eighty four, I think. And Lloyd Carr, I mean, again, I don't know when he arrived. Lloyd Carr would have probably been somewhere around like right 1990 or early 90s. Okay, um, that makes sense. You know, and Michigan was a was a storied program. They wouldn't have had some like retread. Yeah. Probably, you know, like somebody like uh, who had coached at Notre Dame and then Michigan decided to take him. They wouldn't do that. It might have been like a former NFL coach that got fired. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, Matt. I, I mean, I could name you know guys that went to the NFL does, in the mid '90s, but it does serve us right, right throughout this whole game. It's like the stuff was right in my strike zone the entire game. You mean Slumdog Matt? Quarter, they give, yeah, they give Jake. He throws Jake the biggest bone that could possibly be thrown. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance you're gonna pull this? Oh, I could again. I'm not going to tell like, that by you if I just start naming coaches. So I, I, I don't want to do that. I mean, if you did, I mean, but they, we're talking like 80s coaches, right? 
Well, then my thought is like if they went to the NFL after, maybe in the early nineties, but mm, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I I got nothing. I mean, I'm, all right. You want to just punt? Yeah, we haven't done that yet. We are going to punt. Sure, or no one say lucky some sort of lucky last name. Okay, we need a like a code last name though. So yeah. we're not doing Johnson or I don't think Johnson. Um, Tom Tupa was Jones. on the way out to the field and you called him back. <laughs> hey, go right, forward on fourth down. With fourth down with the Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um yeah let's just go with how about oh i know caitlin little john all right we're gonna check in with little john all right checking in with little john for how many points 75 <sighs> and cajun brady hoke what did you say yeah you, you guys had some things that were kind of close like you named two lions coach this guy did end up coaching the lions he replaced wayne fonts i think um Sam Beckler coached up into the 90s. Desmond Howard was on his team. Lloyd Carr picked up in 96. This guy coached three years. This is Gary Moeller for 64 points. One team is getting their points. Correct answer is Gary Moeller, who had a very good career with the uh, with the um, Wolverines. And then he got drunk when they fired him. <laughs> DUI. That'll happen. All right, so going into the last question, we have a score of... Trains and Brains with 260 and Cajun Brady Hoke now has 359. But it is still anyone's game going into the last question. Question number five in Wild. In a 2009 game, a 39-year-old thought to be washed up Brett Favre found Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone from 32 yards out with 12 seconds left on the clock to beat which team and remain undefeated for the season. We can check in. Trains and Brains have checked in. Cajun Brady Hoke, talk it out. I don't know why, but 49ers jumped right off the bat for me, and I don't even have a, a reason why. It could very well be someone like a divisional opponent. Yeah, I like have I have zero anything on this. Like I no. Like I think it's it's worth running, trusting your gut on that. The Packers feels like the too obvious of an answer. Like just yeah, like, but like I said, I can see the play. I just can't see yeah. any. I, I can't envision any of the players on the other team. So that's what's kind of like throwing me off that I can't recognize a 49er. <laughs> Realistically, a one out of 31 chance. But I right. just for some reason, <laughs> 49ers six out. I, yeah, dude, run with it. Like I have no idea. I guess we'll check in with the 49ers for 100 points. Checking in with the 49ers for 100 points. Trains and brains. What did you say? How I I mean I just how did we lose this game, Scott? Uh, I'm your teammate. A third of the questions, or more than, or like a half of them, were, were specifically tailored for me, and I still lost this stupid game. Yeah, the answer is the 49ers for 75 points. We bet. Speaking of wild finishes, the correct answer is the San Francisco 49ers. Screw you, Gary Moeller. Seriously. And the game has come to an end. And here are the final scores. With 335 points, we have Trains and Brains. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Brooks Bollinger Award, <laughs> with 459 points, is Cajun Brady Hoke. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Anything you guys would like to say before we call it a night? Boo.
<laughs> that's craziness. That's a craziness of a game, man. We we literally didn't have a lead till the second to last question of the game. Well, thanks for coming on, Jake. I uh, you know, yeah. I like to say this was fun, but uh basically. Yeah. <laughs> you had a very fun time for a large chunk of this. I game. had a great time when <laughs> yeah. like every single question I was sitting there going like, well, I know that one. I went to high school with that dude. <laughs> broke his tailbone. My, my foreign exchange student gave me this answer. I've never been so nervous playing a trivia game as that last question, man. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I doesn't come down to the last question all that often. And when it does, it's it's and I was fun. worried because you know I didn't know what they bet, but if we missed it, we'd be down one We're point done. waiting on yep. whatever yep. they had. So I was yeah, definitely nervous for that. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me jump on again. Really enjoyed it. Jake, you're two and zero on the bench I right know. now. That's yeah. an exclusive club. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I do. I started this whole thing two and zero. You did start two and zero. I was so good, Jake. That the second game, they're like, that doesn't count. We're expunging it from the records. We're never releasing it. This doesn't count. Scott and Eric can't ever oh, that, up again. Uh, That's I'm how good I was. I'm gonna beginning. I'm gonna edit and complete that episode on the side, and then someday we're gonna release it just for fun. So you know what it's gonna be when I need one more win to surpass Bombback for winning percentage, <laughs> and he gets to be the lowest, and I need one more win. <laughs> That's when we release that one. I love it. Awesome. Oh man, I just I I keep finding new ways to lose. I'm the freaking Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Inventing Dude. ways to lose. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's fun to play against Jake. I mean, I, I really wanted this win, though. Normally, I want to lose because the more I lose, the more shirts I can sell, and it makes sense. Um, we're on Public, <laughs> by the way, uh, for those of you who are listening. So if you want to check out our merchandise, including but not limited to my L-Train T-shirt, um, I also have a lovely mug on the way as well with my face on it, which is pretty cool. I never thought I'd have that. Well, but we are on You can Public, buy so. a lovely mug with your lovely mug. That's That's true. If you want a mug on a mug. Go to tpublic.com and make that happen. Um, and then also subscribe to the PTP Presents as well if you haven't already done that. We have a lot of uh, great new shows and some new content for you guys, including the Naked Bootleg and the uh, PTP OT. Yeah, so if you want to uh, to hear more of us, but less uh, of us getting trivia answers wrong and some other stuff, then uh, you can definitely <laughs> listen to those. But yeah, no, uh, Jake, thanks thanks a lot. Uh, Dan, I really wanted this win because it was minnesota E, and I would have had some bragging rights there, but uh, no, that didn't work out. You're welcome, Scott. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. I'll be honest, I'm never good at missing links, but this one, I don't even... Or or halftime. Yeah, I mean, I might as well... I'm not good at the podcast. (laughs) The podcast, I'm just not not good at answering questions. That's it. Um, 
you're talking to the bench warmer with the, the worst record out of all of us. So, And that's saying something because I've got a shirt that proves say, much utility. Yeah, Josh and Scott talk about it all the time, but we never mention I'm the one with the worst record. 